0: We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering. From the Coalface with Martin Creamer on AM Live.
1: And, of course, it's that time on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the Coalface with Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Sakina. Martin, the world's biggest fuel cell power station is about to be built uh, on the East Rand here in South Africa. This is
0: fantastic news that it's passed Competitive master—they've been doing all the sums, and now it's bankable, as they call it. It's bankable. Commercial banks are coming forward to fund the first and biggest in the world fuel cell power plant out at the Impala refinery in Springs, and this is being put together by you know Ducent Fuel Cells of America, and they, the ones that describe it as currently the biggest fuel cell power plant in the world. But coming up behind it very soon is an even bigger one because this one's going to be an eventual 20 megawatt. But also being built by Doosan Fuel Cell of America is a 30.8 fuel cell power plant in Korea. And the news that uh, the uh, representatives from Doosan brought out to South Africa during the recent uh, fuel cell discussion was that the Koreans have declared and classified the fuel cell as a renewable energy source because of the fact that it's got such a low carbon footprint. And that is then giving it a lot of stimulus in Korea particularly. There were other people who warned at the conference that you know South Africa mustn't think that just because it's got uh, platinum in the ground and that these fuel cells need platinum for the catalysis process, that they can just get ahead with fuel cells because they drew up a huge map and placed it on the the wall showing in red all the countries that are going for fuel cells at the moment. And there are a lot of them. And one that shocked me was Australia. (laughs) I think, you know, if Australians beat us to this punch, I'll really be upset. And what they were saying… that South Africa has got the policies for this development of fuel cells, but not the implementation and developmental strategies. They slow on that. So we saw this big window of opportunity that South Africa had because we've got so much platinum here, and we know that platinum is a wonder metal. you know, this power plant that they will produce out at springs at in it It will be not only quiet, it will be clean, and it also produces heat. And it's that heat that makes it knock Eskimo uh, sideways in the competition for costings. So this is cheaper than what Eskimo can provide. Over a 20-year period, this particular fuel cell power plant out at Springs, that's going to be built there, will cross over and start beating Eskimo uh, because of the tariff situation. So that is wonderful news that a stationary fuel cell power plant can beat the big utility that's using coal. This is, as I say, clean and quiet and gives you heat as well. And that heat can also be t- turned into cool. You know, with chillers, you can turn that heat energy in, into cold energy. So a good step forward for fuel cells.
1: And then um, I know this is one of the stories that you've mentioned time and time again over the years. A big new gold from dumps project is under construction in Mpumalanga.
0: Yeah, there's an appetite from the gold miners not to go into the deep, dark and dangerous uh, mines that cost an absolute fortune to develop and take years and years and years to sink the shafts. They look on surface now and they see a lot of gold over there and it's easier to get to and it's much lower cost. And we now see out in Mpumalanga, this the thumbs up for a big gold from dumps plant. This is out at Evander. It could be a game changer, as they say, for Evander. There is it already a plant there? In fact, Pan-African, which is listed in London and Johannesburg, this is their fourth a plant where they extract and recover precious metals from waste material that has been dumped in the past. And they're now looking at uh, spending 1.74 billion rand on the Ilikulu tailings project. This is also bankable, as they say. The banks are funding it because they see there's a lot of profit <laughs> to be made from this because they're all in sustainable costs. In other words, all the costs, taking into account, will mean that they can produce gold at just over five hundred dollars an ounce, which means that even if the gold price falls, this is still highly profitable. Something that will be paid off in 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 four years, and it, uh, it'll give value at about fifty six thousand ounces a year over eight years, and then forty five thousand ounces of gold over five years. So it's it's uh, something that uh, is going to do so good for this company, Pan-African, and also help our economy with an investment at a time where we're not getting enough investment in projects and in a very profitable one.
1: And, and just staying with that theme, Martin, um, there's another 10 billion Rand Gold from Dams project on the far west Rand, and that's expected to be launched in the next six months.
0: Yeah. So another one, which is like six times bigger than the Impumalonga one, which has just been given the thumbs up, is envisaged now on the west Rand. And that's by Sabanya Gold. They've been working on this incessantly and intensely for a long time. And this will be more comprehensive than anything you've seen. And it's got tonnage there. They're not talking a million tons of uh, tailings, as they call the waste on the dumps. This is like in the billions. It's 1.3 billion tons. So it can go on for 35 years of mining. It can create, you know, hundreds of jobs and during the construction, 5,000 jobs. But more important, they are doing this more comprehensively. Not only are, you know, they're going for the 11 million ounces of gold, but they're going for the 170 million pounds of uranium. We haven't done that successfully in the past where we've got the uranium out as well. And they're not going to neglect the sulfuric acid. We know that there's also sulfuric acid, a lot of sulfur potential, which, you know, our big East Rand uh, ergo plant that looks at the gold and the gold, and only the gold, but it lets the uranium mm. and the sulfur go. They're not going to let that go on the West end. They have got a very viable project that will also recover the uranium and the sulfuric acid. And when they say recover sulfuric acid, it's important because that protects our water. And out on the West end, that's a dolomitic area where they, they, they mine it. Um, you know, uh, uh, the Sabandia gold out at um, on the West Rand. It's a dolomitic area, which means that there's water in those dolomites. And you've got to protect that. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to remove the sulfur and turn it into sulfuric acid, some of which they'll use themselves in the process, but that will be a separate business. So we will have a very comprehensive recovery of gold, uranium, and sulfuric acid from the dumps out on the West Rand. And of course, uranium with the nuclear builds, you better catch it.